Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I got one of them feel-good stories here for you. Jimmy sent me this last night from WGHP. Dream car, Mustang, found in Florida 21 years after being stolen. And I've talked about these a few times in the past. I've had a client who bought a vehicle that turned out it was stolen. And so we managed to get the money back from the broker who'd sold it to my client. Uh, and then, of course, he had to go chase the person he got the car from, and somebody's going to lose there, which is unfortunate. But the car did get returned to its original owner. So that's a happy ending after all those years. Your car was stolen. You think it's gone forever. Here, 21 years later, the car's back, or it will be soon. Natasha Laguerre and Dolan Reynolds wrote this. It's a 1967 Mustang. We're talking about long lost, and it was blue at the time it was stolen was found after being stolen in Oak Ridge 21 years ago. 21 years ago. Guilford County detectives and even the owner of the car were surprised the vehicle was still in pretty good shape after all these years. Uh, The owner said, 21 years, that is unbelievable. The Mustang is his dream car and the vehicle he formed a bond with his son in. Father-son time. Riding in it with my son, he was in the car seat in the back, and they finally got out of the car seat and was able to sit up front with me. And in 2002, he decided he was going to sell the car, uh, and that was in Oak Ridge. And the car was sitting at a friend's house. So his friend had a house in a more high-visibility area. They parked the car there, and someone stole it from that spot. Uh, And so the man says, I can't even describe the sadness. That was like my baby. A member of the family just got gone. I never thought I would see it again. So for years, he worked along with the county sheriff's office in an attempt to find the car, and they would check up on the vehicle identification number periodically to see if it might pop up in some system somewhere. And the problem is that the VIN had been changed. The initial VIN came back to a vehicle that had already been scrapped. So the detective explains this, and that's what they do. And so what they'll do is they'll go to a junkyard and find a wrecked car of the same year, make, and model. So you find a a wrecked 1967 Mustang, and you take a Sawzall or equivalent, and you saw off the VIN tag, and then you take that VIN tag and put it on your stolen car. And that way, if somebody glances at the VIN underneath the uh, windshield, they look at it and they go, oh, okay, and they compare it to your title, and they go, okay. And, of course, you got to do some funny things with the paperwork, too. And, of course, these are all illegal things to do. It's a federal offense to tamper with a VIN like that. But the point is that people do this, and then they, get put, you know, they can get the car back into the stream of commerce. So the VIN is what helped deputies crack the case after more than two decades. Uh, and somehow somebody registered the car somewhere. And having done that, somebody else had apparently put the scrapped VIN into the system as a scrapped vehicle. So this vehicle was then found states away in Florida. But instead of its classic blue, the car had been painted white. There's some damage both inside and out. And so you might say, but Steve, if somebody takes the scrapped VIN and puts it in this car and sells the car, how would they know that this is his car? Well, the VIN of a vehicle is often in more than one place. It, it, it gets better as time goes on, that is, as the cars get newer and newer, so that if you buy a car manufactured this year or last, the VIN is several places on that car. It varies from car to car. But I can tell you that in the situation with my client who had the car that was uh, previously stolen, 
the VIN on the dash is the one that was put there from presumably a junked vehicle, but the real VIN was stamped inside one of the wheel wells and inside uh, a spot near the heater core on the firewall. You had to know where to look for it, but if you looked for it, you'd find the real VIN. And see, it's so easy, relatively speaking, to replace the VIN on the dash compared to replacing a piece of the firewall or the piece of the wheel well where the VIN is, because obviously if you cut that out and then weld in a new piece, uh, it's a lot of work. And the average person buying a car just looks at the one underneath the windshield. Sadly, if you bring your car to California, for instance, to have it titled and registered, California Highway Patrol will take a look at it if it's over a certain age, and they will look for the other VINs. They won't look at just the one underneath the windshield. So this is extremely important. So it turns out the car had been repainted, and there is some damage to the car. And so the owner says it's nowhere near what it used to be. It's going to take some work. He's still trying to figure out how to get the car back to North Carolina, and that's the sad part. The car is in Florida. It's in North Carolina. They're saying, it's your car. Come and get it. We don't even know if it's drivable. So he says it means a lot. That was my dream car. My son loved it. We rode in it all the time. I'm anxious to get it back and maybe get it back to where it was when it got stolen. Uh, He is working along with his DMV to get his title back as well. He says it could take several weeks or even months to get his car back to North Carolina. So I feel very, very happy for this guy. Uh, Unfortunately, he had to go through this, but at least it is a good ending. And one of the things I get asked all the time, and, and by the way, several people have already typed this comment below the video. People will say, Steve, the insurance company owns that car. He doesn't get it. And you know what's interesting about that is that there are situations where if, if your car got stolen and you had coverage for theft, because not a lot of people, not everyone does, but let's assume that, that, that the guy, you know, somebody, hypothetically speaking, I don't know about this situation, hypothetically speaking, you own a classic old car and someone steals it and your insurance company goes, well, your car is gone here. We're to pay you for the total loss of your car. A little while later, your car gets recovered. So the question is, do you still own that car or does the insurance company own the car? And I'm assuming it varies from company to company and probably even from state to state. But I can tell you that 31 years of practicing in this field of law, 32, where does the time go? 32 years of practicing this field of law, I've never encountered a situation where the insurance company said, hey, we found your car and we're keeping it. I've never encountered that. So I'm not quite sure why that is, because I can see the argument if they paid a total loss on the vehicle and they paid him all the money the vehicle's worth. But we also don't know that because there's no mention of an insurance company in this story. He might not have had theft insurance. He might not have filed a theft claim uh, with an insurance company. So that might be what a lot of this is. And I've heard some stories about cases where vehicles are found decades later and the person got their car back, and people will comment and go, Steve, he doesn't get to keep the car. The insurance company's going to take the car. And yet that's never in the story. It's never in the story. And so I don't know if people should jump to that conclusion because uh, he's talking about getting his car back, and he thinks he's getting his car back, and I'm betting he's getting his car back. So I don't know whether there's an insurance company involved or not, and I also don't know what kind of claim they'd have if there was. But the point is that the man's being reunited with his car 21 years later, and you almost wish you could hear the story that the car could tell. Uh, It would be ugly at the front end, 
because someone stole it. And I have to imagine even cars don't enjoy being stolen. And so I can tell you in the situation that I represented somebody on uh, with the car that was previously stolen and my client bought the vehicle from a dealer. And I've mentioned before there's a thing called the uh, warranty of title. So when you sell a stolen vehicle uh, and it turns out it is in fact stolen, that means you didn't have title to the car. You didn't have good title you could deliver. And so we filed a lawsuit on that one. And strangely, the dealership fought us for a little while on that. (laughs) And um, uh, during the litigation, I got a hold of all their documents. And they had gotten the car from a local guy who'd consigned it to them to sell. And I looked at their consignment language, and it said right in there, it says, you warrant to us that you've got good title. (laughs) And so I I, I remember speaking to the attorney for the other side, and I said, "Um, why are you defending our lawsuit? Just pay us and sue your guy. Because you got a contract that says specifically what I've got, which is warranty of title, you know, as far as the claim goes. But, I mean, our warranty of title is not as explicitly spelled out as yours is. And I actually looked up the guy they bought the car from, and, and there's a reason I could very easily do that. And the guy had money. And I said, just go after him, because obviously he consigned a stolen car to you guys. It turns out we don't think that he's the one who stole it. We think this car changed hands several times. And so one common theme I can tell you in these stories quite often is two things. The car has been repainted, and it's got a new VIN tag under the windshield. That's what they often do. So if your car gets stolen, there's a good chance it's got a different VIN tag and a different paint job shortly thereafter. And that does do a lot to get people off the trail because let's suppose you went to a car show and you said, hey, I'm looking for my old Blue 1967 Mustang. Okay, well, 1967 Mustangs are a dime a dozen as far as uh, build numbers go. Uh, And blue ones, well, this ain't blue anymore. So you'd have to actually go and look at every 1967 Mustang. Uh, But, of course, the problem here is this vehicle is three or four states away. So it's a good ending. uh, But, of course, it's sad that it happened in the first place. And, obviously, the person who stole the car will probably never be held account for this. So, Jimmy, thanks for sending it from WGHP. Natasha Laguerre and Dolan Reynolds wrote that. Dream car Mustang found in Florida 21 years after being stolen, and it is being returned to its rightful owner. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Press any key to continue or any other key to quit.